All right. So thanks, everybody, for joining us here. My name is Chris, and this is going to be the Pro Shots podcast, episode one. Attempt one. Attempt one is really the best way to put it. (laughs) But uh, like I said, my name is Chris. I am the marketing manager up here at Pro Shots. Uh, We are an indoor uh, gun range and store in Rural Hall, North Carolina. And around the table, we have three other folks. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Richard. I teach Concealed Carry the State Approved course, and I'm one of the firearms instructors here uh, at the store. So... I'm Joe. I'm uh, one of the gunsmiths. You'll often hear Josh referenced as the gunsmith. I'm the other gunsmith. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll let Josh rattle on. And I'm the gunsmith. <laughs> uh, Joshua, been here um, almost as long as Richard, so just me, Richard, and cockroaches once this place burns. Yep. <laughs> awesome. All right, so these guys do not know what the topic is going to be today. And some points, they'll actually have a little bit of heads up as far as what we're going to talk about if they need to prepare something like laws and things like that. But today, we are going to talk talk about the Staff Firearm Collection. So, favorite gun, gun you'd never sell, uh, gun you don't know why you own, maybe, and then the weirdest or worst gun that you like for some reason. <laughs> so let's start with um, what is typically your everyday carry here in the store? Here in the store, I carry a Sig Sauer 1911. Okay. 45 caliber. When I'm out in public, you know, off, I carry a Smith & Wesson MMP 9 compact. I thought you had a shield. Nope. No? Compact. Oh. Okay. Joe? I typically carry, exclusively carry 1911s. No, that's not a gun snob thing. It's just happens to me. That's what I have now. I think it's a gun snob thing. I have thing. went through a few blocks uh-huh. and, and... only carry 45 because I don't like a 46. <laughs> Um, but I've had a few guns, but mostly just kind of sold them all and gotten down to 1911s. Hmm. And rifles, and which rifles you don't carry. And shotguns. But I don't carry those every day. I figured that'd be the other segment <laughs> of this conversation. But The truck guns. The truck guns, yeah. Um, I carry a Glock mostly anymore. I bought a 17 a few years back because I suck with them. And since they're such a prolific firearm, I feel like I shouldn't suck with them. Um, I also own a 1911 that I used to carry all the time. Um, What's special about your 1911, though? Um, I built it. It's yeah. a school project, so machining and everything from the ground up. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. make the slide and frame. It oh, was that's cool. rough machine, so the shapes there, but nothing's going to fit on a slide and frame any of that. Cool. Um, so is that one like only your parts fit it? Nothing else would like you can't put that slide on a standard <laughs> frame. Probably or? you'd find some tolerance stacking issues because everything's hand fitted on it. So. That's cool. You would probably run into issues somewhere. Some parts, not so much. Term number one that no one understood was tolerance stacking. You're lying. Well, <laughs> Except for Joe. The, the other, other gunsmith. <laughs> gunsmith. <laughs> didn't, uh, you, didn't you build part of yours, too? I've got two that I built. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Uh, I carry a little SIG 938, so I carry <laughs> the smallest gun of anyone here. But Ironically, he is the smallest man of everyone here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just because you conceal carry a lot. Yeah, I, I typically... Mean, if I conceal carry, I'd probably have a 238, so that'd be a smaller gun than yours. I know, it would be. I'd actually but... like to have a Glock 43 for conceal, because that, that M&P Compact is nice, but it's a little big. It's well, a little that, bit big. That little uh, North American Arms 22 you you've got, that's a pretty oh. nice little pocket pocket pistol. That is a pocket but You're not gun. supposed to tell people about that, Joe. <laughs> well, too late. That's the Cats out of back down. And just to be clear, I'm not against concealed carry. I'm just an alcoholic. So only <laughs> oh open carry. <laughs> they won't let me. It's zero tolerance in North Carolina. All right. You're yep. right. 100%. Yep. Uh, what's something that you guys really like but just 
isn't really maybe popular or attractive. What do you mean? Firearms? That we, that yeah. we own? Oh, yeah. Why not? Oh, that we own or firearms industry as a whole? Go for it. I don't care. Hmm. This is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. That, that I own, I own cap and ball uh, black powder revolvers. And there's absolutely no reason, unless you're like a Civil War reenactor or something like that. Or a felon. <laughs> and and I just like have, you know it's the whole outlaw Josie Wales complex. I just like having black powder revolvers, but they're much more dangerous to shoot than any other gun on the face of the planet. So probably the most useless gun I own that I'm just like really excited about is I got given an old piece of junk rabbit ear break action double barrel. That's just like some old Americana, and I cut it down and made a coach gun, so it's probably got like a. 11 inch length of pull right over an 18 inch barrel and I mean I had to do a bunch of work and make parts and pull dents out of the barrel and everything but it, it's a working fun thing to shoot squirrels with now and it sits above my door but I just always really thought double barrel short coach guns were the coolest thing ever and so I have one on the free and I'm just stoked about it that's cool I you can't really it. think of anything impractical that I own I've got a few projects I've been working on for a little bit but they're not technically guns yet. You ain't got no mater stakes at home? I got a few mater stakes, but I'm also <laughs> lumping those into the project category. Hopefully one day they won't be mater stakes, but I, don't, I can't really think of anything I've got that is impractical. That one gun that um, the guy shooting last night had, that 1022, mm-hmm. with that frame that you hate, the, uh, it had like the magpole oh, frame and stuff. tactical stuff on it. I yeah. really liked that thing. Josh hated it. You would. I know. I really, I like the little tactical 22. It was pretty neat. It makes me throw up in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as far as guns you like for no apparent reason. That uh, Kel-Tec Sub-2000? Yeah. I I really want one. Since I got to shoot one, what, last week or so? That 9mm? Now I really want one. I have brief moments where I want one of those, and then I realize it's just association because it kind of looks like Captain Quinn's harpoon gun. And then once I realize that, I'm like, oh, but it is a really stupid gun, so I don't want it. I just want a harpoon gun. Right. I think I'm like that with PSLs. Because a PSL is just me wanting a dragon off the And I would love to have one. There's no justification for it. I'm not spending $5,000 on the rifle I want, so maybe I'll get a PSL, but it's just there's no point in having one. So... I'm again. I'm at a loss. There's not. It's a gun. Who doesn't want a gun? Right. Um, Shockwave would be one that I don't. Wait, are we talking about things that we don't want that we think are pr- impractical? Something well, you want and cannot justify because it's stupid. Oh, definitely not a shockwave. That shockwave is just stupid no matter what. Yeah. I was but, gonna uh, say it's stupid, but you could justify. No, or? I can't justify that one. No. Um, no. For those who don't know, what what is the shockwave? Anybody? Yeah. It's, what is a shockwave? Uh, Go ahead. I know why you said that too. <laughs> It is so the the ATF, the federal government, has ruled that it is not a short-barreled shotgun, so it doesn't fall under the NFA uh, rules. So you don't need to pay a tax stamp for it. But it is a very short pistol grip shotgun. The rub is in North Carolina. That falls under the definition of weapon of mass death and destruction. And so there's some question as to the legality of owning those things. Yeah, because it has a 14 and a half inch barrel. Yeah, it's 24 and a quarter inches long, and that quarter inch and a difference, you know, makes all the difference to the federal government, but as far as North Carolina is concerned, it's it's a prohibited firearm. Yeah. Even though they've come out and said we're not going to charge people for... Yeah, that's, that's kind of like 
Yeah, man, you're good. You can yeah. ride around on your bicycle with a motor on it. We're yeah. not going to give you a driving without tags and insurance ticket. If you want to hear that story, that's the next podcast. Next yeah. time. How fast does your bicycle go? Um, it goes a little faster than a moped. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it, there's a video on our Facebook page somewhere with Josh and his... And it's ga- worth watching. It's totally worth watching. That thing is there's awesome. There's a Hawaiian day... Most likely was around or whatever we called that. Wasn't what, it was the summer day? Yeah, summer uh, day. Was it. Summer membership. Was it that day mm-hmm. when you brought it in? That was when everybody was right. It was written it in a few times. Not okay. written it, but, but brought it in a few times. But. To describe it, it is a steampunk assault bike <laughs> <laughs> with a flare of Russian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's one of the weirdest ones you guys have seen come in the door here, either for gunsmithing or for us to buy and sell or. Well, uh, gun store master or anything like I'm master, uh, stoked about that double barrel 16 gauge with the 8mm drill I was going to say the exact same thing it's that's probably been cool the most gun. unique unique yeah, gun and I've that's something people can actually come in and look at because it's probably going to sit on the wall for a little while if All I right, had any sense. money I would buy that one so what is you got you to describe this thing people have no idea what we're talking about so basically it's a triple barrel gun it's uh, it's one barrel is a rifle and two are uh, is it 20? 16? 16, 16 gauge. gauge that's so what I like two 16 gauge barrels there's one Rifle barrel in seven millimeter. Yeah. Um, so, and then it's really cool. The selector between firing shotgun barrels, when you select a rifle, it actually um, raises the rear sight on it, which which is the coolest cons- thing. And considering the age of the, the firearm, it's uh, it's actually it's it's an incredible incredible piece of work. It's and got nice engraving on it. Yeah, if you're trying to visualize it, just think pretty old German double barrel shotgun with a rifle barrel hidden, yeah, side by side with the rifle barrel kind of tucked in between on the bottom rib. Made like what, late 1800s, early 1900s? Is that kind of what we were guessing? That was, yeah. It's turn of the century, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. Other silly stuff we've seen come in the door? Well, I don't. I don't know who was here when they came in, but a guy had inherited some guns, and they were actually made in the Salem gun school. Like when old Salem was actually Winston-Salem, we had two black powder, like 36 caliber squirrel rifles come in that were made in old Salem, which was pretty cool. Really? I had to go down to the museum and talk to the curator of the old Salem museum and get information about uh, the guns themselves for the owner. Were you here when that... um it's a very small pistol. I want to say it was made in Europe. Uh, it's a two millimeter projectile centerfire. What pistol? Uh, yeah, two function. millimeter. Yeah, I could close my hand on it. And you wouldn't be able to see it. It's it's one of the smallest. What? Is some watchmaker made a few of them? Is that the um, one that? Okay, this is. There's like, an is episode. That the one that's in Battlefield on, right now. As maybe. Like the, <laughs> itty bitty tiny. <laughs> don't hate me for this. Well, we derail that Battle conversation. <laughs> two antenna just came out of Chris's head. But um, that was a really cool gun. <laughs> and um, in the, the guy had a magazine article with it that said that there was only like one or two known to exist. There's more since then because it was an old magazine article. But there's an episode on them on forgotten weapons. I, I just can't remember. If you just do really small pistol forgotten weapons and then pick, click on the smallest one you can find, it'll be that. It's a two millimeter centerfire. Has a detachable magazine, a slide that operates, and it's a functioning such an anemic cartridge. You. Probably yeah. didn't kill anything, but you know, is flies with it. But Calibri pistol was that it? Is that it? Uh, yeah, that little caliber. Yeah, <laughs> I got to play with one of those. <laughs> no way! Not a gunsmith. <laughs> not a gunsmith. <laughs> not a gunsmith. Well, how do you say it? Well, Calibri just means caliber. Oh, right? oops. <laughs> it's just the teeny Calibri. Don't look at me, man. I'm just reading what I read on the internet. 
But yeah, that's the one in uh, Battlefield 1 right now, just so you know. In oh, case well. you want to really venture into the whole nerd aspect of my then life, that's really cool. an effective cartridge and <laughs> yeah. use my knife instead. Well, it's funny because like, they have it being you, <laughs> being held by an index. <laughs> that's about what it and, looks like. Yeah, an index finger and a forefinger just yep. going crazy with it. I do want to mind. point out the Chris's comment of I'm just reading what I read on the internet is what we call uh, job security. As yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much all I do. That's what I read on the internet. It said to use a Dremel. I swear. Yeah, it said I could totally use this mag and this gun. It's no no problem. But yeah. That and I think for me one of the instead of it's not the gun that comes in that I'm really excited about, it's interesting ways people blew up or destroyed their guns. Well like that one that came <laughs> when I had first started, it was a high power one. It went through the fire. Slide was all, every, all the springs were all. Oh, yeah, it was a like, Nazi Browning high power that yeah. went through a house fire. And it's, <clears throat> you know, to me, stuff like that is. That's a shame. But what about the guy who brought, uh, I don't know who it was, but it was like a Mini 14 that was in a safe at the bottom of a lake where one had fallen overboard and they'd retrieved there was it. A, out of no, the yeah, there was one oh, that yeah. had been lost on the floor of the ocean for a little while. Um, <laughs> we, we had that one little pistol that the guy found in a safe that washed ashore at Lake Norman. Yeah. <laughs> Colt. Mustang. Yeah. yeah. As far as like modifications to stuff, what, we run across a lot of stuff where people do things that venture into illegal territory. So if somebody brings in a gun, they don't know it's something that they've done that is actually against the law. I've had a lot of that come in. Josh can now give us a 45-minute discourse on 922R compliance. Yep. Great. Well, and you should be able to because I... I printed it out. Oh. Fantastic. Because I own an AK. I own an SKS. The, the most common things people have that I see isn't 922R compliance, which is a good one, but that's definitely more time than we have to, to make that make sense to you. If you own any foreign, like AKs, SKs, be something to look up, but AR-15s, where people slap on an upper with too short of a barrel, or they have a... Um, they think they have a pistol configuration, but all they have is just a buffer tube on it. It's yeah. not a pistol buffer tube. Um, are some of the most common. Or they'll attach a forward pistol grip on a pistol, which then makes it an SBR. Even if, if I take a foregrip and attach it to a Glock, I just made an SBR. Right. And they don't, they just don't know because it's a stupid law, but, you know, that doesn't but make it, it any less illegal. But it is yeah. the law. The law. Yes. Yeah, if you're calling the store right now, we're doing our podcast. Call back in about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What happens when you grab four staff members and throw them in the back? chaos. <laughs> That's kind of what we're going to find out here shortly. Um, what's one gun that if you had an unlimited budget, you would go out and buy today? Dragon off. Oof. Um, I.e. your wife does not know that you are looking for... Or a G3 grease gun. I'm not saying I have good taste. I just know what I would buy if, I, if money <laughs> were I'm not saying I have good taste. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. You, that, that grease gun that was at the uh, Full Auto Day? Yeah. That thing was awesome! Wasn't it? Like, it's just cheap the rate of fire metal. was kaboom, 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 kaboom. I don't care. Something about that gun, the aesthetic of that gun, and it the, was cheap. The open spring that you could see, like, yeah. cycling it. Like, I like the Sten, too, but that's not for a left-handed person. So. There's there's things I want, like a, a crank, and, you know, that they're just cool, but, but I would never use But I think if I, money aside, just, like, what would make me giggle the most if I had <laughs> one is a old roar trench gun. Yeah. Or even like one of the Ithaca trench guns. Those things were nasty. I'd like to have one of those 4570 or 45110 Gatlins that they have uh, tow yeah. behind horses. <laughs> but it's, you know, they have big old eight foot long brass barrels. And it's just, and it shoots a two man fire team. It shoots a barrel. That's awesome. 
I think if it was a modern firearm, I mean, I'm sure anyone would say like a Shytac. I mean, that would just be fun to shoot. But I wouldn't have any place to shoot it. Where, where am I going to have two miles to I shoot? I will have a Shytac one day. Webley Fosbury, just so you could feel sexy at the store. Yes, I love Webley Give me pistols. A oh man, leather holster. Yeah, and a lanyard. Got a lanyard. I actually like the Martini Henry. They were lever action rifles, but they, they were because it says Martini in the name. Breech loaded. <laughs> Is that apple, kind of a Martini? Richard's. Oh, an Apple Teeny Henry? Yeah. Apple Teeny Henry. He's that yeah. kind Just of for Richard. <laughs> Comes with a standard pink holster. Since you're the only wrong handed person in the store. I'd like to have a Sharps. I can't believe you didn't say a Sharps. I'd Sharps love to have would be a, a good Sharps. one. Sharps would definitely be a good one. But there's something about rapid firing 4570, considering the fact that I don't have a budget that seems much better than. Much right. better. Much more gooder. Um, would you reload for it? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Do you guys reload? Richard, do you reload at all? I do. Okay. Joe, do you reload? I do. Josh? Um, I know just enough to get in trouble. I was buying stuff for it, and we covered it in school, but then I started getting my blood work done to check my lead levels, and I was like, you know, I really don't need a reloading room in my house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't do any reloading, and I just know people here take the brass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... For me, it's it's for precision shooting and for hunting. It's mostly for my 308 or my 300 Win Mag. For me, I just hate my body, so I just, <laughs> just <laughs> give me more lead, man. <laughs> give me more lead. Yeah, it's man knitting. I think for most people, like yeah. you know, you're saving man like knitting. two That's... cents per round of nine millimeter. You load. It takes you but... years to recoup the cost of the initial setup. Yeah. Statter tattoos. I mean, it's you only one or two. Yeah, so, I'd say reloading is a good way to go about it. But now, you know, Cody and Tom mm-hmm. reload for pistol because they shoot high volume yeah. pistol stuff. So that makes sense. If you're high volume, you know, to recoup the cost of setting yeah. all that up. There's a lot of variables, whether or not using cast bullets or, you know, what cartridge. Because if you're reloading, like, 4570, it's a big difference between, like, reloading 9 or 223. That's pretty cheap anyway. I yeah. Load, I load 223, 945, and 4570, and 308. But 4570 and 308 have both been, and this is going to sound weird for anybody who knows what 4570 is, but 4570 was reloaded to try and get a 100-yard shot to hold under an inch, which, if you know anything about it, it's like shooting a rock. But um, So I've been trying to do that for precision, not for volume. Uh, 308's for precision. The other ones I, I load for volume. I can, I can push out a good amount of good amount of pistol rounds in no time. I think it was seven minutes I could push out 100 rounds, I think, was the, yeah, and there's a good chance like the the 308s I reload wouldn't fit in his gun, and the 308s he reloads wouldn't fit in my gun because they're tailored to the specific firearm. They're not they're not bulk loading like you would for nine millimeter or 38. My ammo doesn't work in left handed guns. Right. <laughs> it refuses to. <laughs> but with you, you were long distance shooting with your 308, right? Mm-hmm. So what was your most recent distance that you were shooting with it? Uh, the most recent, well the most recent distance that I just got back into it for about two years after not shooting and it was just kind of a check shot but after that the furthest I've been out I think is probably six to seven hundred yards nothing really past that okay but it is amazing what you lose in two years got back and I thought I forgot how to shoot but it came back <laughs> where is it even going <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a challenge but there'll be some a few thousand yard competitions that'll be coming up yeah so we'll go, last question of the day is, what is your most favorite and least favorite rental gun that we have? 
Oh man, you took away the easy one. I used to, I would have said the Desert Eagle. That gun should never be in our case ever again. Mm-hmm. Even though it was like the most rented firearm, it was frightening. I hate That's because you had to work on it. Um, no, actually, yeah, working on it's actually kind of cool. It's uh, there's yeah, we're not gonna get into why, but it's just that was my least favorite. <laughs> not the five hundred. 500 eventually became that, but... Because it destroyed more physical property of the <laughs> ground. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom! <laughs> if you don't know the story of that, come take Richard's CCH class. Yeah. yeah. You'll um, see the management. Yeah, you'll see the evidence. There's not really a least favorite now. Most of them are pretty... Uh, All the 22 pistols that are not a Mark Series Ruger <laughs> because they constantly stop working and break. What about the Victory? Oh, Victory's pretty no, good. I don't think anybody uses it is why it has been oh, I, rent, I rent that all thing out all the time. Oh, well, That's like my go-to now for most Maybe stuff. that one holds up. I don't know. Yeah. It hadn't been in there yeah. long enough, I guess. But like the SR-22. I was going to say SR-22. The, the M&P-22. And they're, they're good guns. Um, but, you know, we've run Mosquitoes, which was somebody's bad idea. Yeah. We've run Walthers. Just most 22s are not built as tough as the... Um, Mark series is in a sense of abuse. Yeah. Speaking and of which, volume. Mark fours I've actually found out this past weekend have uh, they have come back now. Have they? Mm-hmm. They fixed their recall issue. Or whatever it was. Was it a recall issue? They did. It was a voluntary recall. Was, yeah. No, that was, that was a mandatory. Sick. Mandatory was the Ruger because the safety would actually something that had to do with. Don't quote me, but something that had to do with the. Safety, I think, would actually discharge a cartridge or something. Of that oh, nature. good. Yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> Definitely. Make sure this is safe. To do. <laughs> it would stick. In Always keep your weapon on. <laughs> you have one job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did actually learn this weekend at a gun show in our gun store in Texas that the Mark IVs have uh, remedied that, so they are back. Texas. Texas. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> I tell um, you, pro consumer tip though, if, if if it's a rental gun and it's say that been, in English. Pro consumer Okay. If it's Get a rental it, gun and it's been in our rental case for a long time and you've seen it there, it's probably a good firearm because it has survived, you know, all the abuse we and all of our customers could throw at it. So. It holds up. And even my favorite we sold, my favorite was probably that AK. Oh. And Josh refused to clean that AK for how many years? Uh, it's lifespan. We were thinking... Five, five years, to seven, yeah. something. How many thousands of rounds? Twenty something thousand rounds. I think you guys estimated twenty four thousand, but I don't think that was. I mean, it's. It was about twenty thousand that, that we could around. like accurately document through the yeah. rental history and never cleaned. And never cleaned. Like, don't get me wrong, we weren't making like ice cream sundays in it, but we never. Cleaned you weren't. Thing. You didn't see Josh back here cleaning. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I think one of my favorite rentals is the the Glocks, just because it's a great starter for people. And the slide's not sharp for when they cross their thumb over. Right. Saves on Band-Aids. When I train, I'm either going to grab a Glock or the Smith & Wesson. So, you know, practicality, those are the guns that I'll grab. But yeah. And they take very little in the way of cleaning and maintenance. If I'm suggesting a gun for somebody to rent, I'll usually go to, like, a Walther or a Sig because those are just great guns to shoot. The shields. Mm-hmm. Shields, yeah. Shields if they're in the market for kind of concealed yep. carry s guns. Yeah, we got... Well, we just redid all the tags for all of our rentals, so... And it uh, so made sense when we said, let's do this left or right. I know. I behind we flipped it, all like, of our... Man, this was dumb. Something that customers never see is we just rearranged all of it. Right-handed thinking. It's exactly what it is. But... <laughs> Go ahead and say it, Jeff. No. You hate me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's the reason see. why Richard's nickname is Richard's nickname. Yep. Yeah. My favorite one was probably the one that I ended up 
still having on the layaway, which I haven't bought yet. A the Walper? PPQ? Yeah, my PPQ Navy. That's sitting over there. It's a good gun. His PPQ his, Navy, not his, the storage oh, PPQ Navy. No. See, there's a theory with that that Richard and Joe, I think, employ where it's they can't fire you if you have several paychecks <laughs> worth of payment in layaway yep. somewhere, and the layaway is already used and or gone. Right. <laughs> Yep. I see no problem with that. Job, like security. job security. Or at very least a nice severance package. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The ARs. That I might just, be the last podcast after that comment. <laughs> I know. Um, what do we, we said least favorite. Yeah, everybody kind of on point. What the 500. 500. Just because people weren't safe with it. You know, you, you try to tell somebody to do something away and load one, one round. And they're okay, and they go in there and they fill it up. And please do not come to a gun store with an ego. Yeah, yeah. Just that's why we had a guy blow a light fixture above his head up with the five hundred, and he was probably twice my size and a marine. Oh, he's probably five owned a desert eagle. Why we got to throw that out there? Well, because you know how we marines don't have to are. Throw that out there. I mean, everybody just, knows. There's ten percent in everything. Joe's a Marine, guys. I didn't have to that. elaborate on what that meant because everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, Typically, we destroy it on purpose, though. We don't now now it belongs to a customer. Yep. Yeah. Yes. They now own that, that gun. Which so it was like a 300-pound Marine anyway. shot it and couldn't <laughs> operate it. I just got hit by Joe. And then it was like a lady who bought it who shoots it, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. We never did cover favorite guns that we all owned. Well, we got time. What is it? Favorite gun that you own? My 938. <laughs> That's the one you would never sell. Well, no, I'm not saying I'd never sell it. It's my favorite because it might be one of the few that I actually own because <laughs> one of them's still here. <laughs> Mine is my CZ27. It's a German officer's pistol from World War II. It's also oh, the first cool. pistol I ever bought, but it, the fact that it was made wartime product production it's a little 32 automatic like we were talking about the other day i would never get rid of that gun it's got all the stamps and markings on it oh that's crazy and that really is what started me with guns pistols anyway might have to be a toss-up between the uh my savage 308 or the uh the 1895 both of those are fun little guns one's like shooting a holding a mare's leg in your shoulder not the gun like an actual mare holding your shoulder (laughs) (laughs) but uh Um, I've got a Danzig 1905 built Mauser that uh, I completely rebuilt and just handmade the stock from a block of wood, made the iron sights for it, just like designed the iron sights. That's an um, epic front sight on that. Um, made the barrel out of a tree. Yeah. <laughs> See, Josh is like, Forged. it's quite not fair because all of us are like, he smelted all of like, the metal. I built it from scratch. <laughs> Had a peat moss fire for the iron. <laughs> and it um, worked the dangerous. bellows. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, that's got just such an obscene amount of hours in it that that's probably the one I wouldn't part with. I've got things I like better, like I like my deer rifle better just because I use it. Yeah. But, but if I offer you And that one just money. sits in a corner somewhere. But well, I've got to nerd out money. for a minute. When I think of Josh at home, <laughs> what I see is like that scene in Lord of the Rings where they're making <laughs> the, the animals, the orcs or whatever, and they're banging all the metal, making everything. That's what I picture Josh as sitting at home. I just figure, like, the Game of Thrones, like the Iron Throne, but instead of, like, the swords and stuff, it's just Josh's rifle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's all the questions I got for the first Pro Shots podcast. Anybody have anything else to add? 
Well, no, you just told us we had to stop. Yeah, well, I don't we can't add to. anything if we have to stop. The real reason that's Josh's favorite gun is because it says Danzig, and he's a huge fan. Yes, sir. I was just have I'm yes, needing with a belt buckle. That is the most sincere face I've ever seen from Josh. Dude, they were going to grind off the Danzig 1905. Well, I was going to have to grind it off to take all the pits out of the thing because it's from 1905. And I actually went to um, Jesse Hauser, who's an engraver, and was like, you have to deepen this. It can't not see, just say Danzig 1905. <laughs> all awesome. Right. Well, guys, we appreciate everybody hanging out today. Uh, we'll do another one. So at some point. Have you come up with a cool sign-off? This no. In our practice, that was like the number yeah, one I know. Thing. It was supposed to be something we came up with. But instead, well, we're going to we be like Seinfeld, the anti-show. Okay, we're we're gonna gonna anti-show. All of a sudden, I'm just going to hit stop on the record button at some point while you guys are talking in the next 30 seconds. That's just where it's going to end. Well, let's talk about Chris then. For the next <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, it's been fun. Y'all have a good week. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs> Bye.